To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's going on, guys? Got a brand new podcast for you. Um, so this one is from at the expo. This is a fascinating conversation. So Guy and Ike Eastman sit in on the conversation, and we invite over Philip from Zamberlin Boots. And, and Philip just gave us an absolute education on boots. I mean, you know, he talks over Zamberlin and the brand and, and, and talks about the fit and the function of the boots. He talks about boot care and how you shouldn't be putting a lot of waterproofer on your boots, that it actually ruins the Gore-Tex liner. And then he gets into Zamberlin as a company and the the rigorous testing they put on these boots to make sure every pair is done correctly. He talks about their partnership with Vibram, but so much quality information. I took so much away from this podcast. He absolutely blew my mind. And and me, or Guy and Ike and I, are, are still talking about this podcast and what we learned. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I know you guys are going to enjoy it too. Our sponsor for today's show is Zamberlin Boots. Uh, Zamberlin is just a, a, a great company and a great pair of boots. We partnered with them at the podcast a couple years ago, and I've been with them for three years with the filming of the TV, and they are absolutely the best pair of boots I've ever owned. So this this latest pair that I'm using that I just fell in love with are like a low-height, lightweight, uh, one leather piece upper, um, just a ripper for the mountain. So they're the Zamberlin 320 Trailite GTX. I absolutely love these boots for all-around hunting. So I'm using those. I also, um, I love, and we talk about it a little bit in the podcast, but they're athletic shoes. So they've got a, a full leather athletic shoe. It's a uh, 103 Hike Light RR. And so this pair of shoes is made to hold up to the abuse of backcountry hunting. Um, it, it just, I've been wearing these things for work. I've been wearing them for hunting. I've been wearing them for running. And they're still just like the day I bought them. I absolutely love these shoes. Now, you know, they're, they're not quite meant for running shoes, but that's what I use them for all winter long because they're waterproof. They keep my feet dry and, and my feet are just so comfortable in them, but just a great pair of shoes, uh, for, to have that in your quiver come hunting season. It's just awesome. The other pair of boots that I do own, um, I use a winter set of boots that I've been using here all winter long. So I use these for my cross-country skiing early in shed season when I'm going through big drifts and things. I just know, you know, these things are a little bit higher boots so I can go through deeper snow. Uh, and, and they have some insulating value to keep my feet warm. So uh, those ones I'm using are the 1,000 uh Baltora GTX, just a great boot. And they've got a bunch of these models that they keep at Sportsman's Warehouse, which we also mentioned in the podcast. But you can just go in and try them on and and uh, make sure they're going to fit right, make sure they're going to operate right. Philip gives us a rundown on how to make sure your boots are fitting correctly and what you should do with them. <laughs> so um, just a, a great podcast about fit on those things. But Zamberlin's just a great company. So if you're in the market for new boots, it's no accident why Zamberlin is the best boots I've ever owned. Their attention to detail and, and just their, their company mission is just awesome. And you'll hear it come out in the podcast, but just a great company. And we're really proud to be partnered with them for this podcast. 
over there at Eastman's, make sure to check out, um, I've got those couple videos that came out on the Outdoor Channel. Also check out the Beyond the Grid episodes, uh, new episodes dropping every month. Um, Dan Bacar and Guy Eastman kind of run that, and Dan Bacar pours his heart and soul to make sure he's putting out good Western hunting uh, episodes out there. So make sure to check that out. Also make sure to check out our magazines. Uh, staff articles. I've got a great bear hunting one coming up in this issue. Um, our our um, our subscriber stories are just awesome. Uh, my my buddy Dan Heverin wrote a story and submitted all his pictures. That'll be coming out in the magazine soon. So that was that live podcast that we listened to in Wyoming where Dan killed his biggest buck to date. Uh, it's just going to make an awesome spread for him. Uh, you know, I mentioned Tony Treaches as well. I uh, really like his stories, but everybody's in there, really. Uh, Omni Warner has a couple in there. Uh, awesome podcasts that we laid down the other day. So um, make sure to check it out. And then also we've got the the MRS section, Members Research section. It just helps you you figure out the, the right tag and the right fit for each and every state out west so you can start taking advantage of these opportunities out there. And it, it shows you... Everything from percentage to, to public land it gives you a rating for a blue chip, green chip, yellow chip unit. Um, it, it breaks down, you know, rates one through five. Uh, uh, is it one through five? or But they, they rate access and they, they rate, um, I think it's out of 100 they rate it. But they rate out of access and, um, oh, it's a, it's a school rating is what it is. A, B, C, D, F. Um yeah, that's right. It's been so long since I've been in school, I forgot. But they give a rating um, and break down this unit in different portions. It just gives you such a good feel for these units and which weapon and, and which, you know, your your odds of drawing it. And so you can really plan out your year out west and put in for a couple of those Super Bowl tags as well as putting in for easier to draw units and just kind of build your hunt application for yourself. So it's just a... It's just an absolute awesome uh, feature that Eastman's offer. It's to our subscribers only. So if you're not a subscriber at Eastman's, just offer so much. So I've got a new promo code for the podcast. $49.99 gets you a free outdoor edge knife, which is a replaceable blade knife, um, which I can butcher an entire elk with that thing. Um, so they throw in the knife and the shipping. $49.99 gets you a subscription for a year to both magazines. Um yeah, it's, it's just a, a great asset for us Western hunters, so make sure to check that out. Uh, you can text uh, ELEVATED220 to 22828. Again, text ELEVATED220 to 22828. That'll get you the subscription. You can also put that promo code uh, ELEVATED220 uh, at the website, and that'll get you a subscription to both magazines. But let's get this podcast underway. So this is a great one from the Expo. Guy and Ike Eastman sitting in. I've got Philip from Zamberlin Boots. I'm your host, Brian Barney, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Okay, we made it to the Sportsman's Expo. Uh, we got set up. We're in the Sportsman's booth today. Uh, we had the pleasure of having a, a Eastman's friend in, Philip from Zamberlin Boots. Um, Philip, thanks a bunch for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so I just met you today. We've had uh, we've already had a podcast before the podcast, um, but I, I just love your guys's products and your guys's boots. And then you guys 
have, have been such good supporters uh, of Eastman's and friends with Eastman. So I also have Ike Eastman on the podcast, and I've got Guy Eastman on the podcast. So um, thanks, thanks for coming, Phil. This thanks is, for having this me. Be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think this is something we've been wanting to do for a while, and uh, the fact that we can do it here at the Hunt Expo is, I think, makes it all the better. <laughs> yeah. so. Absolutely. I mean, well, what, what better place to do a podcast than sitting here staring at 12 giant mule deer? I mean, there's a, there's a mule deer over here that's 293. Oh, I saw that. I took a picture of that one. It's just incredible, <laughs> I had a guy it? just ask me, which, which, if you had all those deer standing there, which deer would you shoot? I, I, I'd probably shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> On accident. <laughs> I, I guarantee you I'd shoot over all of them. <laughs> and to see them in person, too, they're just so heavy and yeah. carry that mass. And uh, just mm-hmm. comparing them to some of the big mule deer I've shot, they're just on a totally new level yeah, yeah so that's, that's amazing cool. well and it's cool to be in the sportsman's booth as well as zamberlin you guys have been partnered with sportsman's for years mm-hmm. but i saw here recently that we brought up uh, they brought a bunch more of your boots into sportsman's warehouse right yeah that was uh that was last fall mm-hmm. yeah i think we went from five or six models up to about uh, 10 or 12. oh wow yeah. wow so you get something for everybody yeah, we do, and it's they really expanded the collection beyond the like the core, you know, elk hunting models and, and, and backcountry, you know, hunting models that they had to to really appeal to a, a wider, much wider base. Yeah. yeah, and obviously it's doing good if you're growing. It is people um, are people, people the consumers are responding. It's doing exceptionally well. Awesome. Yeah, I won't I won't quote any numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no trade secrets. Yeah. No trade secrets. <laughs> it's almost embarrassing how well it's doing. It's That's it's, awesome. it's, it's, it's doing really awesome. well. Yeah. Well, I sure have seen the growth of the company and the growth of it into the hunting market just in the past handful of years. Like um, you guys have always been in the hunting market. Uh, the boots are uh, based out of Italy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, but it's just been recently where you guys have really made a push into this Western market, right? That's correct. Yeah, we actually opened our, our U.S. subsidiary in 2009. It was actually April 1st, 2009 oh, okay. when, we, when we started operations. Prior to that, we had a few dealers that would buy the product Xworks Italy and import it themselves. Um, but it was clear that they needed more support, and the Zomberlin family actually wanted to develop the market at a much m- deeper level. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when we got together in late 2008, and uh, kind of showed them the path towards towards making that happen. And uh, you know, they agreed, and we struck up a relationship. And you know, that had an interesting start to that as to that as well. But uh, you know, pretty soon after we started operations, um, that was something that. Uh, between myself and a couple of our, our key sales guys, we, we really wanted to address the big game Western hunting market um, just because it's such a, a rich market um, and it, we thought that it was underserved and we really felt that our product could could be of benefit to the hunters, you know. Uh, you know. I, I, I'd, like, I'd like to say that hunters, I think hunters use their footwear way harder than anybody else. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I c- we're, we're not on trails. We're, we're side-hilling right. across a mountain face, no trails needed. Yeah, and that's under load. Boots. Yeah, under load, under yeah. 100 pounds of you know meat hauling out. Much heavier load than, than the average backpacker carries. You I mean, those guys yeah. will go 20, 25 pounds, and you know, hunters... If you're successful, which I'm usually not, but other guys <laughs> like Brian, they're, you know, they're carrying 50 to 80 pounds. Yeah. The backpackers aren't seeing that kind of load. Yeah, it's true. And, and it's, it's not just the load, it's the terrain yeah. as well. I mean, the, the, the places you have to go to go and harvest your elk, you know, and your mule deer and so on, they're, um, they're not where your average, your average backpacker is going. Right. Right. So right from the beginning, we were 
customizing our product, we're developing new products exclusively for the market. Um, and and it, they had to be exclusive for the market because the Western US hunter is unlike any other hunter in the world, right? So we were, we were going down that path right away and learning a lot of valuable lessons early on and taking them to heart. And, uh, and uh, you know, we had in those early years, I would say, a fair amount of model turnover. Um, but pretty quickly we were able to stabilize and you know, our best-selling model today, our 980 Outfitter, has been in the collection now for six or seven years. Yeah, there for a while. Oh, that's my favorite yeah. boot. There for a while, it seemed like every time I find get a good pair broke in and want another pair or another pair wear out, you don't carry it anymore. It's like, ah! <laughs> and now, like you said, it's stabilized and I've wore the same boot three years in a row. So yeah. not the same yeah. exact boot, the same model of boot. Well, they keep evolving it yeah. too yeah. to find the, the, the best boot for Western hunting. So yeah. I found that's that. True. I found a Zamberlin boot that I loved and it was discontinued. I was really disappointed, but then I got the new one. Right. And right. It, now that's my favorite boot. Yeah. It was even built <laughs> exactly. better than the ones before. So you guys just keep evolving the models and the boots to be the absolute best they can be. That's right, and that's driven by Marco Zomberlin, right? He's, okay. a, he's a perfectionist. He is, um, he is so devoted to his craft and his business and his family's name on this product that it's, it's, it's a tireless, endless pursuit for excellence for what? him. What generation yeah. is he in the He's third. Third generation. Yep, so third. 90 years, mm -hmm. third generation. Yep, and him and uh, his two sisters run the entire company today. So wow. um, uh, Maria is, is heavily involved in, the, in the, the Zomberlin business. She's essentially, I guess I would call her a CFO yeah. of the business. Um, Marco, CEO, and, and then Mara runs all of their retail outlets and their, and their, their other shops back in, back in Italy. Okay. So, yeah. But, I mean, that, that evolution is doesn't happen unless there's a product doesn't happen unless there's a purpose, right? It's not like we're going to crank out a new product every year just to have a new boot. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, hey, we've got this important advancement, which we think is going to be of benefit to, you know, to the hunter. So, you know, let's find a, 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 a way to bring this out to market and, and, you, know, and uh, you know, and continue to service that customer. So. Well, in talking over the process, it's... Uh, you guys just don't cut any corners. Um, he wants to build the absolute best boot he can, and that's what mm. you guys are building your reputation on. That's why the boots are doing so well. But I, just talking with you earlier, just about the leather and the way you go through and pick the leather, and then mm -hmm. um, you were telling me how important the Gore-Tex is. So um, you, you know twice as much as I do about boots, but I've always found that my boots, I can't get a boot to stay waterproof for more than a month or two. And, and Zamberlins are the first pair that I actually keep my feet dry for the entire year. Now, I thought it was the leather and the coating on it, but you're telling me it's that Gore-Tex material in there, right? Yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong, you can make a non, we'll say, a, we'll call it a non-membrane boot. Gore-Tex is a membrane uh, inside the boot. Um, you can make a non-membrane boot waterproof if it's a one-piece leather and you're putting on all sorts of like snow seal and, and, and so on um, to really clog up the pores of that leather, because remember leather skin. So, um, so it breathes. Yeah, it does breathe, exactly. And that's, you, you want it to breathe, right? Because okay. that's, that's, that's really important. Because moisture inside your foot. I mean, you your bet. foot's producing moisture as well. And if it's that's not correct. breathing, if you're coating that in there, your yep. feet are going to be wet. And that's why back in the day, that's how they used to do it. Then this thing, Gore-Tex, was invented uh, from W.L. Gore and Associates, and uh, it really revolutionized the industry. And we use Gore-Tex today um, for a number of reasons, but I'll, I'll clarify on the, on the waterproof nature of it. The reason why it's the Gore-Tex membrane inside the boot that makes it waterproof um, 
it's because we want to rely on that as opposed to the leather being waterproof because we want the leather to breathe. Yeah, and that's so the important part. So if you have part. Gore-Tex breathing and the leather's breathing, the moisture's going out yep. that your foot's producing, but nothing's coming in. Yep, and, and, and there's a real, really, really, really strong value proposition for using Gore-Tex versus any other membrane on the market. And why is and that? It's, it's pretty profound. Um, there's, besides the fact that the membrane has a very high performance to it, and they actually measure um, the performance of the membranes based on like pore size. You know, and I don't want to get too technical and scientific with it, but more or less, essentially, that pore on the Gore-Tex membrane, it's about 100 times um, smaller than a water molecule, so water can't pass through it, but it's about 100 or 1,000 times bigger than a water vapor molecule. So the, the, the steam from your foot, so when that foot is moving and pushing air out, it creates that vapor um, from your sweat and it pushes it out of the membrane. And that's how it essentially works. Um, and the reason why we use Gore-Tex is not just because their numbers are great on their pore size, but their manufacturing standards are very, very high. So first off, you have to qualify to be a Gore-Tex brand. You have to control your factory. Um, you have to, your factory has to be Gore-Tex certified. And of course, in Zomberlin, we are the factory, right? We make all of our boots right. in our factory and that's a, an important differentiation in the market. Um, and the reason why Gore-Tex is so demanding is because they offer a lifetime guarantee on the performance of that membrane for the life of the boot, right? So they guarantee that that membrane is going to be waterproof for as long as the boot's around and, and they're the ones that back that up. Um, now, because of that, they have very strong standards on Zomberlin, very high standards. So, for example, every the, the, the Gore-Tex inside is actually a booty. The booty gets stitched together and seam taped in the factory and it just looks like a sock, right, yeah. sitting there. And every one of these has to be tested. Every single one of them gets submerged in oh, water. Wow. They blow air through it and if any bubbles come in, they got to get rid of it. Then they got to start over. buckets, I had no idea. What a yeah, process. It's, it's very demanding, right? So you know that every boot out of the box, it's good. That, that booty's good, it's, 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 it's there. And that's called the Gore-Tex booty construction. There's also a gasket construction with Gore-Tex that's different. Um, but that's the booty construction that we use. And then on top of it, they also demand that every single material in the boot that we use gets approved by their laboratories. So the leather has to meet breathability standards, for example. Yeah, because having a Gore-Tex breathe doesn't, once again, doesn't make sense when the leather's right. not breathing the way it should. That's right. And even the laces. So the laces have to moist, <laughs> wick moisture at a certain rate. I think it's like, I want to say it's like one and a half inches per minute or something like, I, I forget what the standard wow. is, but it's a, it's a very strict standard. The foam that's used in the collar and the padding inside of it, it has to meet a certain breathability as well. The... Um, Every, every aspect of the boot, every material, and literally if you, if you have a material that doesn't pass their standard, you can't make the boot. So, you know, of course, Marco Zomberlin being Marco Zomberlin, he takes all of these things very, very seriously, and they submit all the materials to the lab, and we exceed standards by a wide margin, and, and, and then the boot is constructed in a way, and we've learned so many lessons over time where, whether it's flex points in the boot or you know, where the wear patterns are, we can design the boot in a different way so that that gore doesn't wear out. And that's why season after season, you can wear a pair of Zomberlin boots and the waterproof holds up. Oh, Philip, what yeah. a great explanation. I never I understood that. And it all works as a system. Like it's right. everything yep. has to be done right. But it's no accident that Zamberlin made the best boots I own. It, it right. was intentional. <laughs> it's very you, intentional. You guys are yeah. looking at, at the way it, it all works together. 
as mm -hmm. a system. Man, that's just amazing, the, Philip. That's one of the things I love about Zamberlin is you guys are doing things intentional for Western hunters. That's right. The Western hunter crowd is is unique, as you know, and it's it's key to have that boot built for what we're doing. And now to listen to the process, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah, and I'm and surprised it don't cost more. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a story behind that too, right? You know, and and you have to if, if you look at, for example, the the the, the cost of a Zomberlin boot. Some people will look at it and be like, "Oh, that's really expensive," um, and others will look at it and be like, "Yeah, but that's less than some of your competitors." And how is that? Um, and that's a really key differentiator for the brand as well is the fact that number one, we're the factory. So Zomberlin USA is the factory. We are a wholly owned subsidiary. There's no distributor. There's no third-party factory. There's nobody in between on the supply chain that's you know, having to get their cut of margin in the process. Right. Right. And when that happens, you're going to see products that don't have Gore-Tex, that don't have a, a Vibram outsole, that don't have you know, the, 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 the craftsmanship that you see just by picking up and looking at a boot. You see how well made it is. Um, and yet they cost more. And that's, that's really the reason why. I mean, and that's a big differentiator. And, and the, a big reason for that is because we come from a very highly competitive market in Europe. Uh, we operate in 50 countries globally. And if we're not price competitive that way in all of those markets that we operate, and if we're not super efficient in our production and so on and in our distribution, um, we won't compete. We won't be in those markets. We won't have the share that we have. So when you look at this particular you know, sub-market, if you would, in, in, in the big game Western Hunters, you know, we um, were able to come in with what we feel is best in class product and, and, and come in at a, at a great value proposition for the end customer, a, a great price point for, for a great product. And that's really our goal. And that has to do with servicing the, the hunter. That's very cool. So you mentioned Vibram Souls. Uh, walk us through what makes your guys' souls different. Because you kind of shared with me, you know, the differences in your souls and, and why I mean, Vibram is Vibram, and, and obviously it's a standard like Gore-Tex. Yep. But you guys have the ability to engineer them slightly different for your certain, uh, you know, use, whatever boot it is. They're not just a yeah. supplier. They're a partner in the product with you right. guys, right? That's correct. These are not open mold, as we say. Similar outsoles. to Gore. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, um, and, and that has to do with our partnership with them going back over 80 years. So we're in our 91st oh my gosh. year. Are they? Yeah. I didn't realize they? Vibram was 80 years old. Yeah, 82, I want to say, give or take. Is it an Italian company too? It is. Okay, so. Huh. Yeah, I'll tell you the story. It's, okay. a, it's a good one. Yeah. So we're in our 91st year, and um, our founder, his name was Giuseppe, right? And, uh, you know, it's a good Italian name. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I've been trying for we'll 11 years and that. I still <laughs> and he, uh, you know, he started out as a cobbler uh, back in the day, back in, in they're out of uh, just north of Vicenza in the, in the small Dolomites. And, um, and they're apart from the uh, Montebelluna, the famous Montebelluna shoe area where like Scarpa, Sportiva, yeah. Oslo come out of. Um, so that's really allowed Zomberlin to evolve in a very different manner than these other boot companies. And you can see that difference even today. But it was about 91 years ago that they started the company. Um, and started producing boots. And one of uh, Giuseppe's friends was this guy named Vitali Bramani. Um, that's where the name Vibram comes from, Vitali Bramani. And he had this idea for an all rubber outsole. And Giuseppe supported him. And uh, he said, uh, let's do it. I've got a boot company. I'll buy your outsole, I'll be your first customer. And we'll, you know, we'll change the industry forever. 
And, and so that did. was, and they did, yeah. And they uh, they invented the all rubber outsole and they put it on their boots and. Holy cow! Yeah. No so idea. when you see a Vibram sole somewhere on a sandal on a beach in Mexico, you know that that company's Say, first sole was put on a, a Zamberlin boot. Yeah, pour one out for Giuseppe at that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. Yeah. So wow. it was, it's it's a really cool story. Now, of course, you know, Vibram's a giant. They're a global right. giant. Yeah. And um, you know that that started that start came there, and there's been a lot of other you know revolutions and evolutions, I guess, of, of within boots that you know Zomberlin's been responsible for over the decades. But that particular relationship runs very deep um, to this day. Where going back to your your, your question there, uh, Ike was that you know the um, the the outsoles that we're using. For example, I'm looking at the 4014 Lynx Mid Boa right now. That 3D outsole that's unique to Zomberlin. We own the molds for that. That was you know. Uh, you know, developed and designed, you know, by us in partnership with, you know, uh, with Vibram. Um, you know, there was another designer that was involved in that, uh, a guy named, uh, I believe his name is Chuck Roth, who actually went on to help co-found Oboes, footwear out of Bozeman, oh, yeah. with John oh, wow. Connolly. Yeah. yeah. John Connolly was actually, he was my predecessor in this role here in Zomberlin, USA as well, and he was huh. one of the co-founders of Oboes. That's a little, little story there. I did but. not know that. And, uh, you know, and, and all of our outsoles today that we use, pretty much all of them, except for maybe one or two in the collection, are custom outsoles that we've developed along with Vibram for this particular intention, right? So, you know, you look at our Wasatch boot. This features a, a, a new outsole for us. That's the Star Trek II. And uh, it's kind of the next generation of the previous outsole, which was used on the outfitter, the Star Trek I. And not to be confused with the uh, TV show. Not to be confused with the, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Trek as in short and, and trekking, trekking, right? And yeah. star trekking, trekking under the stars, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't name them, but, uh, you know, we, we help, uh, you know, put in, put in input for those. But that's a really super technical, beefy outsole that's, you know, got great lug, a great lug system to it, a great built-in rocker, good downhill braking, toe-off, heel strike, by density polyurethane. At home, he's pointing to what all that means. I know it's just going to yeah. be words, but <laughs> it's just words right now. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the, all of that is parts of the sole that are very important to making it work as well as it can. Exactly, you bet. And to be able to side hill, to have that torsional rigidity, to be able to, you know, have that rocker. So when you're going up the hill, it feels like your boots helping helping to carry you. Right. All those things are go into the design here. And so when you look at this, just the the cost of this outsole alone at the cost of manufacture is significantly different than what you're seeing on other boots in the market, right? Like it could be as high as 20 to 25 euros at cost, more expensive to use something like this as opposed to what we're seeing on other boots in the marketplace. Oh, wow. Yep, Jeez. and we're still coming in at a lower price point. So these are all important aspects to to what differentiates our product and, and what makes it special, and and why we're able to uh, you know go into the marketplace and have success without overwhelming the market with marketing and so right, forth, right. and really rely that, on word of mouth. That is amazing. As a business model, it'd be hard to spend 25 more euros on the, on a boot and then be able to contend with, you know compete with your competitors. Yeah. that's just amazing. And, and that's just the outsole, not including the fact that the Gore-Tex is more expensive. You know, the, the leathers are more expensive, yeah. yeah. You, you just yeah. get a better bang for your butt. You get a better boot for the money. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you can be rest assured, talking to Phil, knowing him for a number of years, and the product itself is that 
no expense was spared in that product to make the best boot possible. There were no corners cut. That's right. That is kind of the Zamberlin way. Is yeah. For for the use of that product, no corners were cut from the sole, the Gore-Tex, everything. And that's one thing I noticed with with the Zamberlin is the quality of the product. When you look at it, the stitching, the everything the materials, everything. I mean, it's like. You know, a BMW is a nice car, but it's not a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, right? <laughs> I mean, and, and that's that's kind of the Italian way to design and manufacture. It's we're not going to cut corners. We're going to make the best product available at this time, even if mm -hmm. it's a customized sole. Yeah, and 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 the other thing to note there is that just because it's high dollar in terms of the price, it's not it's not a high margin product either for us because of that very reason. Right. You know, and, and, and you don't see a lot of discounting with the brand because we don't have the room to do that. To move it. Right. right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's really meant to be the best value proposition in the marketplace for the hunter. And that's mm -hmm. that's how we want it and that's how we've designed it. Um, so Well, and yeah. it's really cool that you guys are in Sportsman's Warehouse, which has a ton of stores, so guys can go down and, and try them on. I refuse to buy boots online because yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I want to touch it, I want to feel it, I want to put it on. Me too. I have really weird feet. Actually, one foot's a half size bigger than the other, and so that's that's key. But it's nice that you guys are in there, and you can see the quality when you pick it up versus something else. Yeah, thank you. And and Sportsman's is they're instrumental. They really are. And, and in fact, at the show, we're partnering with them. You know, if you come down, you know, at, at the Hunt Expo here, I, I don't think we're live during the the show. Maybe no. not. But um, you know, we partner with them here, and we've been working with their their what we call their green jackets in our booth. Yeah. And they're they're excellent, right? They'll come in and, and, and they know the product. They'll get you fit up. They'll make sure you have that good experience. And 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 that at the end of the day. You, you know, we can give you this boot and put it on your foot, but if it's not properly fit, it doesn't. You're yeah. going to, you know, you you're can have a really bad experience. Not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing worse than losing your wheels in the backcountry, right, Brian? <laughs> just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, the, there's just weak points that come to a boot, and we put so much abuse on them. And so it seems like you guys have addressed this with, like, the single-piece leather. You've done away with right. the stitching and those points that are weak points that yeah. give way, that go out first. And then also the bond from the, the sole to the boot is, is mm -hmm. done at a high level. So you guys have addressed these these uh, issues with boots or the weak points in the boots and corrected them to where they just they just hold up and last and last. I'm wearing my, my tennis shoes now that I got from you guys that aren't supposed to be a hunting shoe, but I just I trail run a bunch. Mm -hmm. But I use these shoes, I can't tell you how many miles I have on them. Yeah. Trail running, construction work, hunting, yeah. stalking. That's and the hike light I, And I'm got, gonna put right? a new yeah. sole on them. Like they're still, mm -hmm. they're still like the day I bought them. They're still waterproof, just yeah. amazing. Yeah, I think you're talking about the hike lights. Yes, yeah, yeah the 103 hike lights. Yeah. I love that <laughs> shoe you guys put out. <laughs> yeah, and it's great. It's a great utilitarian shoe. I mean, it's you know whether you're hiking or I mean, you say it's not a, a hunting shoe, but I mean, uh, we have hunting retailers selling it. Yep. Right. Yep. You know, for that for that purpose. I mean, if you talk about a, a really nice early season, you know, archery boot. As long as you're not crossing streams and it, you know, you're you're, it's fine. It's a low cut shoe, so um, you know, it can be it can be great for that. Well, we were talking about the reason Brian uses that. We were talking about before the podcast is, was it a pound of a pound on your foot is ten on your back? Yeah, that's like that. my saying. Yeah, yeah. A pound on your foot is like ten on your back. Yeah, sounds really cool. Well, and you think forty thousand <laughs> steps throughout the day, yeah. and your it boots weigh up. a half a pound each, a pound more. That's yeah. forty thousand extra pounds you're putting on as yeah. you're doing those miles. So yeah. I just love the lightweight hikers and lightweight, but they do need to keep your feet dry. They do mm -hmm. need to hold up. And there's something also. 
you gain a little bit of weight with a boot, but just like you were talking earlier, they almost drive you up a hill. It takes less stress off your calf muscles. So it is, you can, I can use the tennis shoes, but I do find that maybe just a touch heavier with more support for side healing and things gives less fatigue to my to my overall legs for the well hunt. Said. So I'm yeah. actually finding out that I like like the lower cut boots are about my favorite mm. mix between the two. Yeah, and that's and, and that's why you have a stiff midsole mm-hmm. on a boot. That's a good point. And that's why you see, you know, the, the boots in this category are are all relatively stiff, right? And and it can vary. We use we use midsoles that range from three to, to four and a half millimeters thick. We use a, a material called polypropylene, which is basically a, a fancy nylon. Right, so they've got a little bit of flex to them, but the reason why you want that stiffer midsole is because you're transferring workload from your foot to the boot. And when you combine that, like we do at Zomberlin with a, with, a, with a rocker on it, like when you see, you can put that boot down on the table and you can lean it forward, that boot can rock pretty far forward yeah. you know, before your, your foot has to flex or your ankle has to break, or, you know, and, and, uh, and that really reduces a lot of workload off your foot. So especially if you're in heavy, um, or coming out heavy, uh, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. You know, that's the goal, yeah. Go and like come out heavy. Uh, you know, that's, that's really the point of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we're constantly looking for new materials to reduce the weight of the, the boot mm-hmm. without compromising that type of support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the new Wasatch does that really well. It's actually lighter, even though it's got a beefier outsole and it's a little stiffer, it's actually lighter than the outfitter, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's that's because of the materials science that's going into it. Do you make this Wasatch in a mid mid height? We do, yeah, in a seven inch called the Saguaro. Okay. Yeah. Same boot, just that's right. That's what that's my preferable. Yeah. To me would be the best all around boot for probably our audience, I would think, if Mm -hmm. for elk hunting, rifle hunting a little later in the season. I mean Mm -hmm. this is a this is a very very perfect product for that that zone and i noticed that with the rockers too it almost feels like that boot wants to walk yeah. it wants to move mm-hmm. it just yeah. wants to almost walk on its own which is and it can throw people off at first that haven't used yes. that before but it doesn't take long to get used to it and then it, it's and your best you go, friend and then you go back to a normal <laughs> pair like i wear cowboy boots most of the time and you go back to that and you go you feel so flat there's a lot more work involved here. <laughs> it's so tough to walk yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's really cool well and uh i can tell there is a line right between durability performance and lightweight and so yeah, it's trying to find the mix because you go too lightweight and they just don't hold up you don't get any right. use out of them and so it's trying to find that mix so you were talking earlier i don't know if you can stayed on the podcast but you guys have a a new uh, lightweight boot coming out as well that you were talking about yeah this one's interesting it's um it's a a new boot called the the storm pro it's it's the 1104 storm pro we're looking at it coming out this fall and it's engineered from top to bottom to be light every at every point along the way you know from the the rubber outsole the 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 midsole the the uppers and and so on And, and every point to it is designed to be lighter weight now it's, it's, you're going to subject it to the same abuse that you're going to subject, you know, a heavier boot to. So the, the expectation is that, you know, maybe you're not going to get, you know, three or four or five seasons out of it before you resole. Maybe you'll get two or three, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's just kind of how that trade-off, that trade-off goes. That makes sense. Yeah, but that's the only style of boot like that where we'll use, for example, like an EVA in the midsole. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we don't touch EVA, mm-hmm. right? That's all these boots here are PU. And that polyurethane has a, already is an optimal mix of, durability and lightweight performance 
you know, and then and, and if you look at that spectrum of, of outsole materials, you've got rubber, mm -hmm. so you can go all rubber, which is the most durable, which can last six or seven years before you need to, to replace it, but it's the heaviest by far. Then you got PU, which is a good mix between um, being lightweight and, and being durable, and then you've got EVA, which is at the, the, the far right of the spectrum, if you would, and that's the lightest, but it has the, the, the shortest shelf life, if you mm -hmm. would, or the shortest half-life. And uh, you know that can be as, as little as 12 months if you're doing a lot of use on it before it starts to harden up, and you know, and then you got to replace it. So you you know we we don't like to use EVA a lot, um, especially you know if we've got a full grain leather upper boot. You know we like to support that well and, and match the life of the upper to the life of the outer. And those are just design issues that we don't compromise on. So. Man, Philip, you're taking us uh, so deep down the rabbit hole of boots. I have learned so much. <laughs> we will never look at a pair of boots the same. Never look at I'm a pair of boots the same. I'm going to walk into a sports warehouse and screw with the boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are works of works of art with laces. I don't know if I want to get it muddy. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Well, please but, do, please do. Um, well, we really appreciate your partnership. So all of us guys are out using your boots and. and uh, 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 pushing, a, not just telling the, the Western hunting community how good your boots are, but you guys also have a pro staff that you put together. Yeah. I remember I saw you guys shared one of our podcasts I did with uh, Marlon Holden. So yep. he's a, a mule deer fanatic and we had a yep. great podcast, but I really like that guy and he stands behind your boots as well. You bet. And Marlon's hardcore. He is, he is out there. He, uh, he spends a lot of time out in the field. Um, you know, he's a, he's a solo hunter, right? He's, he goes out by himself and occasionally with a partner sometimes, you know, he likes to go out with a guy, um, a, another guy out in, 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 south, in, in the southwest U.S. Mm -hmm. um, but he's pretty hardcore and he, you know, he came to us um, about four or five years ago, I want to say. And he was like, listen, um, I don't know if you guys are signing up ambassadors or not, but you're the first boot I've ever been able to, to get through a season with. So I'd like to work with you. <laughs> you know, we get to know him and, you know, if, you know, and he's a really interesting, interesting guy. If, if you guys aren't following uh, at Great Light Hunter on Instagram, I, I strongly recommend. He's a very talented photographer. He actually has a studio um, that he opened up in Laguna Beach mm -hmm. uh, for his work. And, 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 and it, it's pretty exceptional. But uh, besides being just an all-around great guy. And then, you know, we work with other guys like... Um, you know, like Paul Severy at Mountain Goat Pauly and, uh, and Ryan Stewart, which is at Big Game Nation, and, and uh, Steve Alderman's another guy we work with uh, at Mule Deer Country. And, you know, we're not out there signing up ambassadors and looking for guys, and, and we're not paying anybody either. But these are, these are you know, really well-respected, you know, uh, uh, guys in the hunting community that have gotten it done year after year after year and walk the talk and they came to us and they recognized you know the product for what it was and and we're happy to work with them and uh, they do you know a great job you know supporting us and promoting us and you know we're happy to, to to be with guys like that that's the great thing about this industry is it's full it's full of all the right kinds of people you mm -hmm. know and that's what we really enjoy about it so yeah absolutely well it's so it's so good to have Got to hear that feedback, I bet, as well, as mm -hmm. we're all out using these boots for uh, a tens, if not hundreds of days out in the field, and then different terrains and environments. You know, we talked about the breathability. You know, a boot is no good if it's waterproof and your feet get soaking wet in them from sweat from right. hunting down in the Arizona desert, which I'm yeah. just getting back from. Or right. So they have to perform in, in so many different 
conditions in so many different oh, environments. Man. And so to be able to have a, a pro staffer have guys and companies that you work with and then get that feedback, you're able that to build. the Rockies. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You're able to build yeah. the best boot for, for all terrains or that operates in all terrains. So that feedback's got to be yeah. priceless. It, it is. And, you know, and, and our guys, they are up and down the Rockies, you know. Uh, stretching from Arizona all the way up through, you know, into Alaska. And, and, and you know, and, and it's different. You get all these micro climates in a way or micro zones, if you would, with different geographies, different topographies and, and you know, different abuse and wear patterns on boots and so on. And, and that's what we've paid attention to over the years and really have, have adapted to. And we try to make products that, you know, can be used in a variety of places. But, you know, at the same time, with that said, I would say, you know, one of the you know, we've got a, a set of cardinal rules, if you would, of boot care. You know, as we were talking yes. before, boot yeah, care is really important. You're the only boots that I that I bought <laughs> where I got an education on boot care because <laughs> it, it plays such an important yeah. role to the life of your boots, right? And the yeah. function of them, operation yeah, and, of them. And, and the guys that, that have come to us and bought boots here at the show from us, you know, they know that they get a lecture after they buy the boots, you know, like it or not. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't take care of it. I'm coming back and getting them. Right. You know, it's like we're on, on one hand, we're kind of representing Marco Zomberlin and these are his babies, you know, so we got to, you know, we got to pass along that knowledge. But, you know, uh, one of those cardinal rules of boot care is really matching the right boot to the to the right, you know, geography and topography, as, as I was saying, and, and making sure you're buying the right product for for what you're doing. You know, it's. It's, it's one thing to, to, you know, to be all about fast and light, for example. But if you're doing a late season hunt, you know, and, and, and really, um, you know, serious terrain and really rocky terrain, and you're trying to bring, you know, your, your, your trail running shoes to do that, you're going to be in trouble. Absolutely. Right? You know, that's an extreme example. But um, it's really important that you take the time to do the homework and, and figure out where you're going to be hunting, what the conditions are like, and what the requirements are going to be for your footwear. And so that, that for us is, that's actually the, the third cardinal rule of, of boot care. That's number three, is buying the right boot for the right, for the right hunt. So, oh, that's such a great yeah. tip, Philip. You're right. You have to, you have to buy your boot for the, the use that, that, that you do most. A, or that, that fits. Yeah, built, or exactly. For. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. So that's why, you know, I always thought so many models were from personal preferences, which is definitely part of it. You but bet. it's personal preferences, and it's also the environment you're building them for. So that's, that's right. why there's so many different lines of boots from Zamberlin. Yeah, and if you're and, and if you're out there and you're like, man, I'm looking at this market. There's uh, the boot market, and there's a lot of offer out there, and there is, and there's a lot of good product. You know, and, and, and you're like, how do I get through this and this gauntlet, if you would? And and you know, this boot company is saying they're the best. That boot company is saying they're the best, and you know, and, and so on and you know, how do I actually navigate that and, and get to the right selection? Well, well, to me, that's the first step, is you have to educate yourself on where you're going, what you're doing, what those conditions are like, and then start to, to, to translate that into, well, what does that mean for, you know, the Buddha, you know, that, that I ultimately get, right? For example, if I'm going to be somewhere that's really rocky, you want a boot with a full rubber rand on it that goes all around the boot, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to yep. protect that, and that's going to make it heavier, Right, but it's also going to protect your foot. It's going to protect the boot. You're going to get more, you know, better use out of it. It's likely going to be stiffer, and so on. So, you know, that's really a, a really key first step is is analyzing that. Mm -hmm. You know, you also have to understand, as you said, your preferences. Do you like something a lot taller? Do you like that 11 inch or 10 inch height, or do you do you prefer a 7 inch height? You know, that to me is almost as much about preference as it is about, you know, need. The um, mission, yeah. The mission, yeah. I don't if, hunt in my wife's Honda Civic. Right. <laughs> I mean, it'd be fun, but I don't think yeah. she'd like it. 
It's true, it's true, right? And uh, you know, so that to me is, is, that's really the first step towards doing that, towards, towards, towards going down that journey. Then you want to start seeing what's out there in the offers that match those criteria that you had set up, right? And what you're going to do. And, and, and then you want to go somewhere, like Sportsman's for example, and, and go try them on. Uh, fit is kind of the trump card here, if you would, right? So, you know, a Zomberlin boot doesn't fit everybody out there. We think we have a really, really, really good fit. This is 91 years of evolution in our lasts. Today we use about 12 different lasts in our boots. Those are 12 different fits that we use in different combinations and, and, and for different purposes. Um, and we feel really good about that. We and all those are all proprietary to us. Um, just another rabbit hole you could go down if you wanted to. But, um, you know, trying on the boot in you know, a quality retailer that can give you that guidance is really key. Mm -hmm. And getting that right fit and getting the right size is, is, is really key. And then you can narrow it down to you know, one or two you know, prospects and then you can you know, refer to maybe some of the things we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully you, you end up with a Zomberlin boot, but yeah. you might not. You know, and after you go through that fit test, that's really important to okay. do that. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I don't want to sit here and say, hey, we're the, the, the greatest thing since sliced bread and, and you can only have a good hunt in a Zomberlin boot. That's not true, right? There's, there's good product out there, but you have to find the right one for you. Mm -hmm. and, and like I said, fit tends to be a bit of a trump card at the end of the day because it can overcome, you know, uh, a lot of things. That, but, um, that makes so yeah. much sense, Phil. So like, as a, so fit is so important with a boot and I think I know how to fit my boots or find the right pair that fits me, but but what would you say is critical for guys that are listening to the podcast, that are that are going to purchase their new boot? What should they look for in the fit of a boot for the mountains? Yeah, you know, fit is, um, it, it's so important that it can make the difference between a really good hunt experience and a really bad one. Um, and what do I mean by that? Number one is, uh, if you buy a boot that's too big for you, you're really getting ready to subject yourself to some blistering for example. You can be just a half size too big. It's a movement in them, right? That's right, especially yep. if you're in a stiff boot, right? Okay. If you're in a stiff boot, which is, you know, it, which is one of the requirements if you're going in really steep terrain and under heavy load, you want something that's stiff, right? Um, and if you don't size that right, you can subject yourself to, to blisters in your heel. And we call that heel slippage. So when you're trying your boot on, that's one of the tests that you want to do. You want to walk with it, you know, in the store, really, really walk with it and pay attention to what's happening on your heel. If you're in, in regular socks and you're getting heel slippage, put on a pair of what you would call like your, your hunting socks. Uh, get one from the, the, the shop and, and, and do that or bring one with you. Um, and make sure that you're not getting any heel slippage in the store. Because if you are in the store, you're, you're definitely going to have it on the mountain. Mm -hmm. And that's going to cause problems. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. So we call that the heel slip test. The other test that we do you know, while you're in store is the, the toe kick. And this is where these boots, they're, these boots are really well built. They can take it. Don't, don't be scared to do this test really hard in the store strap on the boot lace it up as if you were going out and really kick your toe into the ground like really hard and do it five or six or seven or eight times and see how it feels and really pay attention to it because if it hurts and you're banging your toes in there that could be a sign that it's too small and when you're downhilling off That's come it. the toenails. Off come the toenails. Yeah, yeah there they go. Guy, we've all and done that. Guy, <laughs> guy and I have, like I said, we have half size, size different feet. And my left foot almost always gets a black toenail because of that. Oh, yeah. That's tough. Kind of That's your big foot, huh? Just yep. so you yeah. know, everybody has different size feet. Don't feel bad. 
Yeah. Well, actually, what Guy and I need to do, because here's, here's we an should interesting switch. story. We, we, we should buy a set of 12 and a half and a set of 12s, because his big foot is his right, my big foot's my left. I'm surprised so you don't do that already. I, yeah, we should. Th we, that just occurred to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's how slow we are. <laughs> we just thought of that. You guys are brothers, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, uh, Philip, man, it has been fun to go down the rabbit hole and learn about these boots. Um, like I say, us here at Eastman's, uh, we believe wholeheartedly in your product. Um, and, and now that I get to meet you and talk to you, like I, I realize it's no accident that they're the best boots I've ever owned. So uh, I'm a Zamberlin user for life. Um, man, I, we really enjoy your product. Thank you very much, I appreciate that. And, and, and we really enjoy the relationship with you know, with, with Eastman's and with the podcast and, and being a part of that, it's, for us it's a privilege. You know, I, 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 we really hold, you know, the Eastman family and, and, and everything that you guys have done in your, in your publications in, in high regard. Thank and, you, thank uh, you. Yeah, and when we, when we look for partners, you know, in our markets, um, we don't work with a lot of, a lot of companies. You know, we, we're very limited there. So um, our relationship here with the Eastman's has been great A. Yeah, thank you. It's been, it's been awesome. And it, you know, it's, one, it's no wonder great families meet and make great products so it's awesome yeah mm -hmm. i agree with that is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners out there boy that boot test that, oh, yeah. that was such good information for oh, guys. yeah i know how to fit my boots and i didn't <laughs> know like i know heel slippage is such a major problem but i didn't think to test that it's true um, in yeah. my boots and then i love the toe kick the seven gonna, eight times guys banging on the walls and sportsman's <laughs> warehouses everywhere <laughs> like that you gotta buy it <laughs> but what a couple great test for guys that are fitting into a new pair of boots so um do you have anything else that you want to add about the boots the the make of them uh zamberlin as a company uh, just give you this chance to address anything that you want to address you know i don't know um closing you know, thoughts I, yeah again i don't want to i don't you know it, it, I, I really appreciate being on the podcast and i don't want to go too far down the the the, the path of self-promotion on this um you know but uh, you know i i think I think something key from us too is that you're going to continue to see is that that evolution in product, you know, um, and we're going to try to continue to push the envelope, um, you know, in the business with you know with new products that, you know, uh, really, you know, really set a new standard and a new bar, you know. So I would you know pay attention to what's what's coming down the pipeline and, you know, and uh, and, and you know and, and follow us on social media and, and uh, we've I think we've got a new Instagram handle, now. So yeah, Zamberlin um, Hunting. Well, it's. Actually, no. It's 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 uh, Zamberlin USA underscore hunting. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. About that. Yep. So yeah, okay. we had a global hunting page before, and it was really dominated by our U.S. market. Um, so we decided to make that U.S. specific and create a new, you know, you know, rest of the world, you know, uh, hunting page as well for the other regions. Like I said, you know, hunting's a local market, right? I mean, even from you know when you're going from Arizona to Utah, you know, hunting changes, and mm -hmm. and so. The company recognizes that, and we really wanted to make a platform that was unique for that big game Western hunter, which is where we specialize. Mm -hmm. But well, pay uh, attention yeah. to you know we'll we'll be pushing obviously the the new things that are coming out, the new technologies, not on the po only the podcast, but the magazines and and uh, our gear reviews online. And, yeah, and, you know every time you guys come out with something new, we're we're pushing it out. Some there, very so. very exciting products for this year yeah. coming out in in our space yeah. that we looked at at the shot show. Yeah, and, and I I was actually doing some spring cleaning before I came down here. My wife. Had me cleaning out some of my hunting stuff out of the garage and i came across some boot the uh, outfitters that i've had for oh quite a while now yeah they're certainly not worn out but i was looking at them 
and then I was looking at them in the booth here, and, and then just, it's amazing how much they've changed. I mean, even though right. they're the same model, they're constantly progressing, and yeah. you know things are changing and being updated, upgraded, and uh, as technology moves moves forward. I mean, you it's guys true. aren't producing X boot. We're going to keep this in our line for ten years, just as is. It's a, it's a constant process. You know, for a third generation leather handmade boot company, there's there's a lot of tech there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at our constant. polar hunter on the table here. You know, and. and I mean, we're talking about the Arctic Rip outsoles, we're talking about Kevlar uppers, we're talking about you know, external BOA systems on the Gator and, and, and so on. That's just some, some really amazing, unique type of product coming out to address very specific needs in the market. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's kind of a window into the future, possibly of boots. I mean, it's real futuristic looking, but yeah. everything's that way for a reason. It's a very interesting, looking boot. It gets a Absolutely. lot of attention. Oh, when yeah. I've seen it on the shelf, even when we were yeah. visiting at the SHOT Show, this one got picked up more than anything just because of the way it looks. I mean, it's, it's hard so to describe. Different. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, you know, you had a, a one of our ice climbing boots and, and you know, one of our uh, hunting boots and, uh, you know, one of our winter boots or something, you know, got together and made another boot. It's like a boot <laughs> inside a gator almost. It, yeah, it, it's yeah. kind of we a... We call that an integrated gator that, that integrates with the outsole and comes yeah. up above over the boot, so you don't need so to wear a gator. No laces, no anything, Cinch. nothing to catch on. Right. It's very clean. Yes. Very it's warm, cool. very warm. Is it? And slip resist. I mean, doesn't you can walk on ice with it. Doesn't slip. Oh man, look cool. at that. I didn't even look at that. Is yeah, that the solely? bottom of that. Did you see that yeah. grip yeah. on that? That's Bill wild. Wow. And lightweight, too. Yeah. For yeah it's a lot it lighter is. than yeah. it looks. And it's got some flex to it. Wow. You know, usually our boots that look like this are car carbon fiber on the midsole, and you can't flex them. They're built for, for scramp-ons. Exactly. Well, but Phillip, these are very hikeable. You've absolutely ruined my boot budget for this year. <laughs> 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 I, I think I need multiple pairs. But, no, thank you. I've really enjoyed getting to meet you. And, um... Philip also brought me a gift, uh, the podcast, so I now have the nicest laptop case that a guy can own. <laughs> so the uh, uh, leather one built like their boots brought me a laptop oh, nice. case that was built. Uh, oh, wow. Um, it's more expensive yeah. than your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to get a new laptop to match. <laughs> that is true. Right. That is true. But thank you so much. I really thank appreciate it. Thank you very much it. for having me. Yep. yep. Thank you very much, Phil. And I really thank hope you. we could provide some value for your listeners and, uh, you know, and, and, and help them on, on, on their hunts this fall. Absolutely. And good you luck did. to everybody. Yep. yep, thank you. We'll see you out there. Yep. Very cool. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Again, just fun conversation with Philip. He just blew my mind in that podcast. I learned so much about my own boots and my own foot care in that one. Um, you know, I learned more in that hour podcast than I have in my 39 years of life. So that was pretty cool. And thanks to Philip for being such a great partner and, uh, Gosh, she just came on the podcast prepared with notes and, and just ready to give us an education. So I can't thank him enough for Zamberlin Boots. Um, our sponsor for today's show is Zamberlin Boots. Again, just a great company. I have fallen in love with that 320 Trailite GTX. What a great mountain boot. Uh, I also like their athletic shoes, the 103 Hike Light RRs. And then uh, the wintertime boot, the 1000 Beltoro GTX. He was also showing me the newer version of the wintertime boot that they came out with. It's like this 
3300 Iger Light GTX RR. Um, it's got a built-in gator with it, uh, uh, a special Vibram sole. We talked about it in the podcast a little bit. He showed me that boot. It just looks like an awesome boot for wintertime. So I may be in the market for that with all the cold weather hunts I do. So we'll see. I got to weigh my options, but just awesome boots. Absolutely the best boots I've ever owned and um, great company. And thanks to them for their support. Uh, also want to thank Eastman, support of the podcast, uh, support of everything I do. Uh, what a great company. Uh, uh, make sure to check out the the uh, outdoor channel, uh, Eastman's Hunting TV. Make sure to check out the Beyond the Grid, the Internet Hunting TV. Um, we've also got Wingman that Todd Helms runs, and then that subscription to both magazines. Again, you can text that promo code. Uh, 220 or elevated 220 to 22828 um, and that'll get you a subscription to both magazines and get you that outdoor edge knife so all right guys I think we got it um, great podcast man I'm sitting on some good recordings I'm excited to release to you guys so we'll continue to loose those out I'm getting closer on this fishing podcast so I think I'll I'll put one of them up here and uh, kind of trying to figure out how many I'm going to do a month. But um, been fly fishing a bunch. Just got back from the Olympic Peninsula. What an epic trip out there to the rainforest chasing steelhead. So much fun. And then got back and I'm just so hooked on fishing. So I uh, did a float with my buddy Charlie the other day. And um, oh, got a good day of fishing in with my dad. He got them good the other day. And so uh, super excited to put this out and... Um, yeah, just see what kind of support it gets. Um, so, as always, thanks, you guys, for all the support for Eastman's. Eastman, Eastman's elevated the podcast, uh, the social media, uh, iTunes reviews, uh, everything you guys do. Uh, you're the reason why this podcast survives and um, the reason why it thrives. And so, um, I just appreciate it so much. Uh, thanks, you guys. We'll check in with you next week.